in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thedian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. After the past two entries, you have a little more understanding of how the Yen organized themselves as well as where they headed. However, before the core converged, no one could have predicted the outcomes of what would come from the seven realms converging towards one another. For the end, it meant more potential for totalitarian regimes to seek out the worth in their genetic composition. This brought about a shift in mentality that later became a loss of their faith in Prima. Although Yen societies were able to expand and coexist in the newly established core realms, the roots in which Prima planted were beginning to wane. Yes, there are still societies that seek to fulfill the promises left by Prima. But how can they do so when the truth is wiped from their minds, leaving only their faith, or at least, what is left of it? That is where we'll be heading in this entry, as we dive into a Yen society that has gained ground after the reset. A society that has sought revenge against all those who claim Yen are nothing more than just objects for their personal pleasure. So without further ado, let's dive in. As the reset spread throughout the realms, a single world within the Magus galaxy of the Dwarven Citadel was home to a peaceful Yen society, one that harbored a chosen named Rydia Valeth. Before the reset occurred, Rydia faced the challenges alongside other chosen at the time. Although being heroes in some regard, their deeds have gone unnoticed due to the secrecy that plagues the massive surge. Even so, Rydia had a change of heart believing that the threat that she and her allies once faced was no more. That after fighting such an imposing force, nothing could challenge her anymore. But as we all know, life never ceases to throw us up against the wall and show us just how insignificant we truly are. Returning home to her world of Prima's Garden, Rydia sought to aid her siblings in guiding the yen of her society toward a more tranquil existence. Her brother Lewin had recovered from his ailments that he received prior to the reset, and in doing so, his life essence radiated an aura that connected him close to Prima. Thanks to this, he and Rydia began the formation of a new church to teach their people about their goddess. As for their sister, right before the reset had occurred, Prima's garden had entered a new election cycle for their matriarch, Inquisitus Valeth, 
had been elected as such. But she too was affected by fragmentation, just as their people had been. Rydia and Lewin not suffering from the fragmenting minds helped their sister to establish her new administration and open up the hearts and minds of Prima's garden to the possibilities of other cultures. This is because the former administration had begun heading down a dark path, one that sought to turn Ra Yen into second-class citizens. With Lewin being the head Primanian of the new Church of Prima, he taught the people of their connection to their mother. How she watches over them and feels their highs and lows, telling them that they are never alone. Rydia sought to aid her sister in guiding the people toward a more simple life, one where relationships were cherished more so than material possessions. However, there were some that survived fragmentation that still believed in the previous heritage. For them, as time went on, they watched as their people became simple and weak. That they lost the will to fight against those who would do the unharm. At this time, a young Voyen that was groomed by her father, Rakis Lumez, who happened to be the partner of the previous matriarch, began learning what it took to survive. Her father spoke out against the Valethian heritage, against Rydia, claiming that those in foreign lands will never see Yen as actual people, only creatures to use for their own gain. In doing so, he rallied others to his side, and Rydia allowed them to leave freely and start their own society outside of theirs. For Rydia and her people, it was seen as a show of good faith to allow them the choice of either staying or going. But for these revolutionaries, they were convinced by Rakis that the only way to survive in these realms is to show strength. But still, they were Yen, and he knew that one day his daughter had to take his place. Therefore, he began teaching her to defend what he was building. What he didn't realize, though, was that she was much smarter than he was. She learned to be cunning, deceptive, manipulative, and fierce. Intimidating those that went against their rule and executing those that sought to return back to the weak Valethian lifestyle. Her name is Killis Lumez, and she became the matriarch of the Rakis after her father's demise. It took around a decade for her to sink her tendrils into the lives of her father's forces. She was actually the one that convinced him to name their new society after himself, giving him some credit for his deeds but she could see the flaws in her father's perspective. She knew that claiming other species are against the Yen was a destructive mindset to have. Therefore, she began molding a new perspective. One that could bring in alliances with other societies, but still show the strength 
that Yen possessed. Since they lived within the Dwarven Citadel, she knew the only way to further advance their society was to learn all they could about the advancements that permeated the galaxy. Therefore, she brought together the greatest minds amongst the Vakisians and had them build her a new communication device that could get in touch with the Citadel. But instead of the Dwarven Citadel, she got in contact with an alien that was interested in the Valeth heritage. Specifically, with Rydia Valeth. As she had information about a particular artifact that was vital to its plan. Therefore, Killus and this alien struck a deal, an alliance. Killus wanted to expand Rakis out of Primo's garden and gain access to new technologies that could rival the Dwarven Citadel. In return, Killus would do what she could to gather information about Rydia Valeth and this artifact it spoke of. First thing for their alliance. They had to establish an understanding of each other's motivations. For Killus, she explained that she wanted to show the universe how powerful the Yen can truly become. This meant striving for a foundation that could not be brought down so easily. For the alien, its only goal is to bring its people back, and has a master plan of how it will do so. The plan involves several moving pieces that must be placed in the correct order. If one piece slips, then it could mean the collapse of its home. Through this alliance, Killus learned about this plan and found it riveting. A goal to sow a catastrophe across the realms that would cause its subjects to live in fear and seek guidance. Furthermore, she could become a voice of reason, a voice of truth for the masses to follow. This resulted in her becoming what she viewed as the queen in chess, helping this alien with its master plan. First thing was first. They needed an inn with Rydia. Therefore, the alien utilized its abilities to begin weakening the Velas. Their first target being Lewin, as he is a religious Yen who believes in the Yen goddess that watches over them all and has convinced the people that this is true. Without Lewin, their way of life would begin to crumble, as the people need someone to be there to convince them of these things. There's only so much Rydia and Matriarch Quistus can do to appease them until they begin to question the validity of their beliefs. Therefore, the alien contacted Lewin as if it were Prima, sending him a message to seek out his own kind of Yen. This narrative was only convincing because it bordered close to the truth. For Lewin happened to be an adopted child, one who was originally a Ra Yen, until recovering from his ailment. It was at that point something changed for him. His hair turned golden and extended to his feet. He was a different kind of yen, one that is recorded in archives as being one in a trillion. 
and there is a legend that tells of golden-haired Yen meeting with Prima to ascend, just as she did. As a result, Luwin left Prima's garden, and upon doing so, he was captured by the alien and his form taken from him. For cycles, Rydia and Quisis did not know if their brother would ever return. Thankfully, though, the people were convinced by Lewin, before he left, that Rydia would help guide them toward Prima. It was around cycle 28 ACR that Matriarch Killis visited the Velasit and introduced herself. However, what she didn't realize was how powerful Rydia truly is. You can learn about this through entry 39 of this podcast and also wait for next week's entry as we begin a three-session Reborn in Power story arc that involves Rydia Valeth and her conflict with Matriarch Killis. I thank you for listening to this entry. If you are just now joining the anthology, check out ourtheodineanthologies.com for more content that expands this new expanding universe. You can also support the creation of this podcast by donating through the link found in the description of this episode. Until next time, travelers. Be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, May you be reborn in power.